yeah, so Archie's friends read them and then he got me into them and then I was telling, because there was a lot of people like me in the same position, they just did not like reading. And then, I, you know, I encouraged them to, you know, give that a try. If, you know, the mums were getting on to them, I was like, oh, they should try cherubs. So they bought them the cherubs and then just went from there and they started reading them. And like me, they kind of just were fascinated. And that's why, I, you know, I talk to them so highly and preach about them is because I know there's going to be a lot of people like me that don't like sitting down and, you know, having to read through something. But if, you know, if I was able to sit down and read them and really enjoy them, I think a lot of people will get the same benefit as me. The permission for this audio recording was granted by the author Robert Muchmore. This is an excerpt from Brigham's MC, the 11th book in the Cherub series. Um, the bit I'm going to read is the start of the third chapter uh, called Witness. And it's just a scene that's kind of stuck with me throughout the, you know, the series and one of my, one of my favourites. Um, so yeah, here we go. Carol turned. She saw Jordan at the bottom of the stairs and Dante halfway up as she dropped the gun and charged towards the front door. Run, she screamed to her boys. Get out of the house now. Jordan followed his mum towards the front door. Dante started going upstairs, but ducked out of the way when the Fuhrer fired Felicity's pistol. It was a well shot from under the dining table that punched through the wall and clattered up saucepans inside the cupboard on the other side. The Fuhrer said the table flying with his boot and took proper aim for a second shot. It hit Carol in the back as she held the latch in the front door. Her body slumped against the frosted glass, blocking the doorway and forcing Jordan to turn back into the hall. The Fuhrer stepped out of the kitchen doorway, trailing blood from the rapidly growing puddle around Scotty. Come on, Jordan, Dante pleaded uh, as, he, as he headed back up the stairs and charged towards the door as his parents were but Jordan knew he wouldn't win a race to the top of the stairs with a bullet, possibly hoping to save his own life, but more likely knowing he was doomed and trying to give Dante a better chance to reach his parents' room. Jordan grabbed the only thing she came to hand and charged at the Fuhrer. The metal wastebasket was filled with umbrellas and a collection of Holly's toys. As the items flew through the air, Jordan made a desperate lunge. He was as tall as the Fuhrer, and his flying foot plus his debris forced the Fuhrer back into the living room. But not before he'd pulled the trigger and shot, and shot Jordan in the stomach. The teenager crumpled against the tiled floor. As umbrellas, duplo bricks and beanie babies landed, the Fuhrer pointed the muzzle of the pistol down and shot Jordan through the head. Dante reached his parents' bedroom. His legs felt hot. His stomach was somersaulting. It was a cramped space. His clothes piled out of the broken wardrobe doors and an 11-month-old Holly's cot shoehorned at the angle between the double bed and the radiator. Holly lay on the bed, kicking the air, gnawing, gnawing her fist and making the low rattling groan that meant she, was, she wanted someone to pick her up and cuddle her back to sleep. Lizzie had seen everything downstairs. She opened the window and considered jumping down and running for help. But she didn't want to leave Holly and didn't think she'd be able to jump safely with a baby in her arms. The Fuhrer stepped over Jordan and raced upstairs as Dante slammed the bedroom door and bought a few seconds by turning the key. Go by the window, Lizzie shouted as she gave Dante a shove, then reached up high and grabbed the front of the double wardrobe. She tugged with all her strength she could muster and the fragile chipboard and melanin wardrobe creaked and groaned as it crashed down in front of the door. 
Wire hangers clamped inside and the soldum used suitcases on top puffed clouds of dust. Come out now and they'll kill you fast, the Fuhrer shouted as a shot skimmed through the top half of the door. Dante and Lizzie ducked and the bullet only hit the wall. What do we do? Dante screamed as the Fuhrer ch- shoulder charged the door. That time George endeared you to jump out the window and he twisted your ankle, Lizzie said rapidly as the Fuhrer slammed into the door again, popping the lock and shifting the tiled, titled wardrobe several centimetres. Do you think you can do it again without hurting yourself? That was two summers ago, he nodded. I'm bigger now. Right, Lizzie said. You drop, I'll I'll lower Holly down to you, and I'll jump last. Okay, Dante nodded. The Fuhrer slammed the door again. The opening was now almost as wide as the squeeze through. Holly hated the banging, started to cry. As Dante swung his legs out and over the window ledge, he noticed his legs feeling warm. But it was only now that he... He saw the dark green patch around his crotch and realised that he peed himself with fright. Come on, Lizzie urged. As Dante stared down, it was a three metre drop on the shaggy lawn, softened by the recent rain. But his mind flashed back to the previous jump and he hesitated until the fear slammed into the door again. A short pain went up Dante's legs as he landed, bare shoulders squelching in the mud. By the time he stood up, Lizzie was leaning out the window with Holly, dangling off the end of her arm. Kicking and screaming, Dante went on his tiptoes and gripped Holly's chubby ankles. Have you got hold, Lizzie shouted. I think so, Dante said. He was at full stretch and wasn't 100% sure which way the baby would topple when Lizzie let go. There was a huge bang behind, indicating that the Fuhrer had triumphed over the wardrobe, blocking the door. Take her, Lizzie screamed. Don't wait, start running. Dante stumbled backwards as Holly's weight transferred in his hands. The baby's head and body were heavier than his legs, and Dante holding her ankles, it pivoted awkwardly. Dante grasped in horror as Holly's skull scraped the pebble dash wall of the house. She let out a desperate scream, but in a frenzy of flying arms, trying not to fall over, Dante saved her from hitting Brent head first, ending up with a baby clamped awkwardly in his waist. Up above, the fear was in the bedroom. Lizzie couldn't jump safely until Dante and Holly had moved out of the way, and the fear grabbed her arm before she got a chance. Wish I had more time with a sexy thing like you, he laughed as he dragged the teenager away from the window. Lizzie kicked and spat and elbowed the Fuhrer, but it only delayed the inevitable by a couple of seconds. The last thing she saw was her own nose squished against a cracked mirror as the pistol touched the back of her head. The shot echoed through the darkness around the farmhouse. Holly wriggled and screamed as Dante tried to run with her. The wind was cold on his chest and his socks slipped in the mud.